Welcome back to the Risk Report with Roman the Stoic. Today is Wednesday, April 14th, 2021. Um, and you know what? We're blessed to be alive, man. I'm, I'm really happy you guys are tuning in. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for those that are tuning in and listening. Um, you know, it's, it's a crazy time and I'm just happy to be alive, happy to be here, happy to be doing things that I love to do. You know, with music, with skating, with art, and just thinking of the ideas and the possibilities for the future. Um, you know, started planning, started really, really planning something else and and hopefully have that in the works. Um, today's podcast is going to be pretty simple and straightforward. I'm just going to be going over some news today that I kind of picked out. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about them. We're going to discuss them. Um, first one I'm going to get over, we're actually going to talk a little bit about, uh, MMA and fighting, right? Cause we've got Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier, number three. Apparently it's confirmed. Apparently it's confirmed for UFC 264 by Dana White. Now I'm pretty sure Conor McGregor has been trying to pull out of the fight. Um, we've seen some allegations that, well, not allegations, I guess he just never paid it, right? Um, apparently, uh, he never paid or his team never paid the $500,000 that he had, uh, promised to donate for Poirier's Good Fight Foundation. And, uh, looks like Conor McGregor says here, sports, uh, says Conor McGregor reveals why he didn't pay the promised donation to Dustin Poirier's charity. So let's see why he explains why he didn't pay the promised donation that he said he would, right? Conor McGregor's responded, Dustin Poirier, after the latter took the social media to claim that McGregor's donation to the Good Fight Foundation never came in. I mean, to be fair, uh, the diamond, Dustin Poirier, he, he gave him some time, right? When's the, when's the, when did they fight? A couple months ago. Um, maybe October, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So he was saying he was going to donate that before the fight. And it just never happened. And and I get, you know, I get that people might be hesitant to donate such a large sum if you don't know where it's going to exactly. But you said you were going to donate to his organization. Now, is that going to him strictly? We don't know. What you did on live television promised the man that you would um, donate. All right. So uh, in response to the Diamond, McGregor wrote that he promised a donation and not a debt. Uh, The Irishman added that his team was never informed of the plans for the money, something that McGregor always keeps track for all his donations. The former UFC double champion ended his message with a a shuttle. Wow. Ended his message with a subtle shot at Poirier for choosing uh, to fight McGregor for the third time over the vacant UFC lightweight title. Here's what Conor McGregor wrote in Twitter in response to Dustin Poirier. Um, So a donation, not a debt. We've been waiting the plans for the money that never came. I do with all my donations. Know where it's going, dot for dot. Otherwise, it goes walking. As is the case with a lot of these foundations, sadly. You took the MXG over the belt. Shows I was right. Um... So it didn't take long for Poirier to respond to McGregor. 
Um, 100% never a debt you offered. We accepted. And like I said, your team responded to our emails regarding the process of where funds would be put to work. July 10th, you will taste defeat yet again. All right. So pretty heavy stuff changes the whole dynamic of what their previous fight was. And it almost brings it back to their first fight where they did have this heat and tension towards each other. And now again, for this third one, there is some serious heat and tension again. Um, UFC President Dana White has announced that a third fight between McGregor and Dustin Poirier, it is official. Okay. White said on Twitter in the next meeting, the two lightweight superstars will be held at UFC 264 in Las Vegas on July 10th. So we will be seeing a fight of these two men on July 10th. Um, both fighters engaged in online squabbling after Poirier called out McGregor for not making uh, good on his pledge to donate 500 grand to Diamond's charity. Um, and we, that's, that's what we just went over. Um, so it looks like this fight is going on. This was posted one hour ago. Um, it's official. But here we go. Yesterday, people were saying McGregor's telling Dustin Poirier the trilogy fight is off. <clears throat> but if he signed the contract, he signed the contract and he's got to do it. Uh, it's another thing if Dustin Poirier signed the contract, but McGregor still hasn't. The dialogue between uh, Poirier responded to McGregor's Instagram post, blah, blah, blah. Let's keep talking about that. Um, trilogy is uh, due to take place at UFC. So did he back out from it? I don't think so. I don't think so. The fight is off, by the way. I'm going to fight someone else on the 10th, McGregor tweeted on Monday. We'll see. We'll see. I personally don't think it's a good move for McGregor to fight him right now, to have the trilogy right now. You know, if you if you lose this, I mean, what do I know, right? I'm no, I'm no fucking fight expert. I'm no UFC guy. But my guess is if you come back for this fight and, and you lose this one, this one might really be the nail in the coffin, dude. So this one's just got to be played more strategically. And right now, it's not looking good for him, right? With the whole donation scandal and everything, it's just not looking good. You know, this is like an all on the line right here, right? Dude, uh, third fight to determine whether you guys, what is it for the belt or is it just for their trilogy? We'll see, man. I always love to watch Conor McGregor fight, um, but we'll see how this one goes. This one might go just completely back to like the old ways of, him just talking shit a lot and um you know they just might he might just not have that respect that it looked like he was trying to have on the on the last fight between Dustin Poirier and um and unfortunately he never sent the money right he never sent the money to the donation and and that came back to bit him in the ass he didn't have to fucking say he was going to donate money to to him to his donation before the fight he didn't have to say that 
He could have just said, we're going to fight. And that's it, you know? Um, so he kind of put himself in that situation. All right, let's move on to other um, fighting news. Jake Paul, right? Jake Paul is set to fight uh, Ben Askren. Well, apparently Jake Paul's got some sexual allegations made towards him by a TikTok star by the name of, what is her name? Justine Paradise. And here we go, yet yet again, another, you know, sexual assault case. Another um, accusation, let's just say that, allegation. Um, So this is Yahoo, uh, YouTuber Jake Paul denies sexual assault allegations, obviously, right? You're going to deny that. Um, The 24-year-old YouTuber's attorney, Daniel uh, Garden Schwartz, said in a statement provided to people on Tuesday, our client is aware of the recent allegations against him. While others have already begun to debunk the claim against him, our client categorically denies the allegation and has every intention of aggressively disproving it and pursuing legal action against those responsible for the defamation of his character. (laughs) Defamation of an asshole, right? Um, Hey, you're making me out to be a bigger piece of shit than I am. Uh, In a 20-minute long YouTube video released on Friday, Paradise claimed that the incident occurred in a bedroom of Paul's in in a California home where he lived and worked with several friends. Sex is very special and very important to me, she said. Normally, everybody respects me uh, when I don't want to do sexual things, so I thought it was fine. I went in his room. I thought it would be fine to kiss him because I thought he would stop if I didn't want to do anything else. Uh, She claimed it escalated uh, despite her telling Paul no and the YouTube star while he physically got on top of her allegedly forced her to perform oral sex. He didn't ask for consent or anything, Paradise alleged. That's not okay. No, no, no on many levels. In the days after the alleged assault, Paradise said she tried to reach out to Paul to talk to him and tell him, hey, I didn't consent for this. It made me feel so awful, though she couldn't tell him because he never responded to her text messages. I never got an apology or anything like that. I would have liked to have had an apology because it was messed up, and I didn't want that. Well, it's also incriminating. If if you're over here claiming that he did this, right? I'm not saying he didn't, right? But right now it's like, what, what evidence do you have? The evidence that you would have had would have been those text messages, but you were unable to get through to him and he, he didn't respond back to you. So he didn't incriminate himself because they would have totally used that. You know, here's incriminating evidence through these text messages showing that he admits to, you know, sexually assaulting this girl. So he obviously he didn't do that. He's not gonna he's not gonna go back and text you and talk about this on something that could be incriminating. I know he knows that I didn't want to do anything sexual with him. I've thought about this literally every single day since it happened. But the more and more I think about it, the more I realize no one can do that. No one can be doing that and think that it's something right to do. And look, it's I've, I'm sorry, right? I'm sorry to this young lady. I don't know how old she is, probably around the same age, right? Probably 20. 
Um, he's obviously going to deny it. Justine Paradise, right? That's her name. You know, he's going to be denying it. Wow, she went up full blast talking about it on uh, on fucking... Dude, she's got the same birthday as me. She was born March 4th, 1997. She's 24. Three years younger. You know, man, it's it's a bummer, you know, because I can I totally see this happening, of course. You know, how many women does this happen to when they go to college, when they go to high school, you know, that there's guys that don't, you know, don't take no for an answer and they kind of keep wiggling it until they're like, fine, fucking let's do it. Right. You know, that that's happened to so many women. Um. You know, what do you do in that situation? She's coming out and she's she's saying, hey, this is who this guy really is. You know, a piece of shit. But can I say this for, for young women who, right, who are in college or even older, out of college, you like to go out to bars and drink and party and hang out with guys and 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 want to feel safe like she said she wanted she thought she would be okay to just hang out and make out with him she thought it, it, he he could take a little making out here and then maybe later down the road we'll do something a little more right you kind of got to play that with some, with some girls right not every girl is going to want to fuck on the first day right some girls want to take their time they want to get to know you a little bit right um but girls you know what what you need to do is you need to and this isn't putting you blame on on you for being in this situation at all but this is just so you know this is advice that if i could give to young women it's like you need to know you know where you're putting yourself in these situations right um if it's 3 in the morning and you're out with these guys and they're partying you guys are drinking he's probably doing fucking coke and you know other other sorts of illicit substances right um and and you're thinking it it's just going to be okay to make out in his bedroom you know you got to just read the situations you know you got to see every red flag and and see it for what it is and make better decisions uh, as to where you want to lead to next okay because what i feel like is that girls you you know, you want to go out and you want to be able to feel safe and, and, you know, go to the bar and be with friends and not feel like you're going to, you know, get raped. Right. And you should totally feel like that. Right. But, but unfortunately that's just not the world we live in. All right. There's people out there that are just fucked up and they don't care about others. Right. And so they're willing to do whatever to, to get what they want. Um, whether it's manipulate somebody until they get them in a, in a, in a, more vulnerable state like that, you know, and then they just kick him to the curb. You saw that he never texted her back, right? How many, how many women has that happened to? And it's not, you know, obviously men, you should not do shit like that, right? You shouldn't be pushy when a girl says no to no, right? Um, 
it's 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 tricky, man. It's tricky. Men obviously shouldn't do that shit. People obviously shouldn't do that shit. But girls, you should also try to have a little more street smarts when you're going to be out in the streets like this. You know, when you're going to be out partying with dudes till late till late nights, you know. You you can't expect that everyone's going to be just some cool patient person, you know. You ever heard that term that nothing good happens past 2 a.m.? It's true. You know what I mean? And look, here's the thing about um, women not feeling safe, right? I I see a lot of things of women, they like want to feel safe. Oh, I just want to be able to go out for a run at night without fucking, you know, being scared for my life. Listen, if I, a grown man, was out running at 9 p.m. at night doing some fucking jogging around the neighborhood, I'd be kind of freaked out, okay, that I'm going to get fucking robbed or stabbed or something, all right? So it shouldn't be this gender thing of like, oh, you know, we as women feel oppressed that we can't even go outside without feeling safe. Dude, I'm a man. I, I don't really necessarily feel safe to be outside sometimes in certain places, right? It just is what it is. Um, so don't take that so personal, but women, I I really want you to advise you to, you know, just, just read the situations better and not be so oblivious as to being like, oh, that would never happen to me. Oh, this isn't going to happen to me. Right. Um, it happens to all of us. All of us think that none of this shit would happen to us and, and until it does. You know, I'm a guy all for positive thinking, right? I'm a guy all for thinking positive and good thoughts, right? But I have a lot of negative thoughts sometimes that come into my head of things that could happen, of this and that. And you know what, people? It's good. You don't, you want to know why it's good to have negative thoughts sometimes? Because it keeps you on your toes. You know, it keeps you, it keeps that survival instinct inside of you to think about negative shit from time to time. You know, if you're just thinking that the fucking world is just so awesome all the time and so positive, I don't care who you are, man. There's no way that not a single bad thought comes into your head. Right. And, uh, you know, obviously it's all, it's all about balance. You can't always think about negative thoughts. You're just going to be a fucking nightmare to be around. Right. And you can't always think about positive thoughts because it's like that's just unrealistic. And you're you're setting yourself up for unrealistic expectations out of life until something major happens, right? Um, but hey, what do I know, right? <laughs> All right, let's move on from this shit. And I'm sorry um, for this young lady just seen Paradise who probably had, you know, again, us a sketchy situation that was out of her control in a sense, you know, she, it it, it was out of her control to a point, right? Because she was interested in this guy, you know, she was into this guy enough to go into his bedroom alone and make out with him and fool around a little bit, but she didn't want to, you know, she didn't want things to go farther than that, that day, but he pushed it, right? And I could see how a small, you know, 20 year old chick and you got this fucking Jake Paul brother who's a six foot, you know, boxer, dude. I could see how that's a little intimidating. Right. A thing I see when when women go out is like 
sometimes, you know, guys will be super pushy and girls will kind of let them be pushy because they're a little nervous to kind of stand their ground against a big guy like that, like a threatening looking guy. And it's like, why place yourself in these fucking shady situations? You know what I mean? And so again, I'm I'm really sorry to this young lady that had that had experienced that, and to all the young ladies that experienced that in their lives. I know that it's probably an insane amount of women. You know what I mean? Um. And so you know, it's just let's just all try to do better as a people. That's all I could say. Let's just all try to do better as a people, women. Let's learn how to protect ourselves a little better because obviously people are pieces of shit and we just have to be realistic about the way things are and, and, and maybe learn to read situations better and not be so trusting and open. You know, it's okay to be a little closed off. You know, I think it's the thing is that we're just so shamed into being that, that any negative thought or any being closed off to anything is just not a good thing. Um, but self-preservation is key, man. And you're the only one running in your life, right? You're the only one that's fucking guiding your life. Um, so you need to protect yourself. And that's all I'm going to say about that. We're going to move on. All right. In the world of crypto, the Dodge coin, the doggy coin is fucking, uh, hitting it, right? I had bought at 0.5, 0.6. And I started, I actually invested in more today because it finally hit like a 0.13 range. So let's read CNN. Dogecoin uh, surpasses more than 85% in the last 24 hours. Um, unbelievable. Bitcoin and Ethereum aren't the only digital currencies that are hitting records, record heights this week. Dogecoin, the cryptocurrency that fish, features the face of a Shiba Inu dog as the logo, surpasses 10 cents for the first time. The virtual currency, which originally started as an internet parody more than seven years ago, has surged more than 85% in the last 24 hours and is trading at 0.13, according to Coindesk. Its market cap now is over $17 billion. The latest surge comes as investors gear up for the direct listing of cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase Global, uh, which could further help validate crypto buying and selling as a business. Bitcoin has rocketed to a new record above $62,700 this week. Ahead of the listing and other cryptocurrencies have also enjoyed big gains. Dogecoin's rise is noteworthy. The currency has soared more than 2,000% from the start of the year and has a big fan in Tesla, the CEO Elon Musk, who tweets about it having an occasion driven up Dogecoin's Dodge value, Doggy Coin's value. Um... Yeah, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, but hey, we're making money, right? Why not invest into things as silly as cryptocurrency as Dogcoin could be, right? Um, the other thing is the NFT. The NFTs are going fucking crazy, dude. Non-fungible tokens. Let's go over those again. Non-fungible tokens are units of data stored on a digital ledger called a blockchain. It certifies digital assets to be unique and therefore not interchangeable. NFTs could be used to represent items such as photos, videos, audio, and other types of digital files, 
So basically people are buying stocks in digital files is what I believe. So the uh, NFT, let's see, there's some crazy ones, right? The Leave Britney Alone, that 2007 um, video, the meme video, Leave Britney Alone, that one, the one that got fucking, um, you know, put on South Park and all this shit. Well, it's sold as an NFT for $44,000. It came out in 2007, and uh, the video sold as a non-fungible token for $44,000. So Crocker launched the sale of – so the guy who made the video – launched the sale of the NFT Marketplace Foundation on April 9th with a starting price of 10 Ethereum. Or that's equal to $23,000. Based on the auction history, it looks like there was a bit of a bidding war over the next week between two people. The sale was finalized on April 12th with the NFT selling for a price of uh, 18 Ethereum, which is about forty-four grand. Unbelievable, huh? So that video is owned by who? Who bought that? Why do you buy that? I feel like if you buy that, you're kind of stuck with that. Um, NFT sales. I mean, it's just insane. Like, how do you fucking do that? NFT sales top $2 billion in the first quarter with twice as many buyers as sellers. I mean, now it's the time to just buy and sell, I guess. People are stuck at home and they're buying and selling. Wow. Unbelievable. But who's selling what, right? Can I just go on and sell the YouTube videos I've made even though they don't have fucking mad views? Can I just sell them for like $30 in NFT? (laughs) Can I sell them for like $100 in NFT? You know what I mean? Because this is unbelievable, dude. All right. In other financial news, Bernie Madoff, the mastermind of the nation's biggest investment fraud, has died. He's died at the ripe old age of 82. He was convicted on March 12, 2009. So he's been in there for, wow, uh, at least 12 years. He's been in there for 12 years. So he went in at 70, died at 82. Um, Bernie Madoff, uh, let's see, died of natural causes, unidentified. They're still going over, probably. He was serving a 150-year sentence. Jeez. He pled guilty in 2009 to a scheme investigators said started in the early 1970s and defrauded as many as 37,000 people in 136 countries over four decades. Victims included uh, famous director Steven Spielberg, Kevin Bacon, uh, New York Mets owner Fred Wilpin, Hall of Fame pitcher Sandy Koufax, Nobel Prize winner Ellie Weisel, and ordinary investors like Burt Ross who lost $5 million in the scheme. Wow. 
Yeah, I mean, people killed themselves because of his shady investments, right? Crazy. Crazy. Well, you know, greed will fucking... Greed will overtake these people, and they'll do shitty fucking things, man. That's why this whole NFT, all this shit is crazy, man. All this shit is crazy. What do I know? All right. In happier news, <laughs> Xbox and Nintendo are announcing that there might be a partnership in the works. All right. Let's see here. Us, Xbox and Nintendo. If you're wondering how a nondescript-looking Nintendo Switch unit on Phil Spencer's shelf could spark such a rumor, it's because Spencer did the exact same with the Xbox Series X before its official announcement. An Xbox Series S was casually sitting on the shelf without fans realizing what exactly it was. I mean, he could have just been playing fucking Nintendo Switch. Uh, At the time around, a Nintendo Switch was sitting around Spencer's shelf, surrounded by a bunch of Xbox-related merchandise. Uh, The partnership or collaboration is merely just a rumor. Well-known Redditor and Xbox-era co-founder Sufisal Ed seemingly confirms it by saying that the cat seems to be out of the bag and there may be an announcement in the fall. So this is all speculation. The news isn't too much of a surprise as Microsoft has long been showing Nintendo support. It's published titles like Minecraft and Ori, The Blind Forest on Nintendo Switch, and included Steve from Minecraft in the hit party game Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Okay. So an Xbox game guy character has been featured in Super Smash Bros. in a Nintendo game. All right, so it's all rumors, but you know what? I mean, my girl plays on the Nintendo Switch Fortnite, and I play fucking on the Xbox. And we run it, you know? We fucking run it. Uh, um, <clears throat> all right, and more gaming news. 31-day Twitch stream by this dude named Ludwig. Ludwig Agren breaks Twitch subscription rep- record after a 31-day stint, non-stop. Let's see. Um, how do you do that, dude? Sit for 31 days straight? Uh, near the end, Ludwig Ogren slept a lot, nestled in his race car bed with a blanket over his face and something new playing in the bottom corner of his screen. Uh, Ogren exuded exhaustion. It was all another day in the streamer's uh, Twitch subathon. He'd been live since March 14th. Dude, just nonstop, nonstop. He amassed uh, 1,700 subs. Um, by April 1st, he had 160,138. As of April 4th, that number had jumped to 183. By the 13th, he had 262. And then by, he, by the time he finished, he had almost 300,000 subscribers. How many subscribers did he have when he started? Um, Crazy. 29 days was another one. And uh, uh, yeah. 
Unbelievable, dude. You just sit there playing games. Well, he also fucking fell asleep and people were watching him fucking sleeping and shit. What a time to be alive, man. What a time to be alive where you could just fucking sit for a whole month (laughs) and play video games. And then you get put on the news for it. Look at what this guy's crazy achievement is. All right. He doubled his uh, followers <laughs> by playing 31 days straight. Uh, um, this is uh, according to the nation's health.org. This is pretty s- shitty, but unfortunately syphilis is just one of those sexually transmitted diseases that is making a comeback across the country. It's been increasing in the past few years. And this is by the Nate, uh, the nation's health.org. Horrible. So it seems to be spiking over in San Francisco. It seems to be prevalent and people, I mean, look, look at this fucking, what this over sexualized culture is doing to us, man. Only fans of all this fucking crazy shit and porn and everything has just got us so crazy, dude. And hey, I'm all for it. You want to go hook up with people? You're a single person. You want to go hook up? I'm all for that. Wear a fucking rubber. Is that so goddamn hard? No pun intended. Is that so goddamn hard that people cannot stop fucking random people raw? <coughs> You know what I mean? I, you know, I've known people, friends and everything that you play, you really dabble on the wild side if you're going to be hitting things raw pretty consistently. You know what I mean? That shit is no joke. And it's fucking crazy that as humans, we can give each other sicknesses and diseases and this and that and fucking could kill you. Right? It, syphilis, it almost was eradicated and completely disappeared. You know, but it has fucking been coming back crazy. You know, they're, they're saying it also relates to drug use, right? Because you fucking start doing crack and coke and you, uh, you know, your inhibitions get lower. You just, people just start fucking, man. People out here partying, they're fucking raw. And uh, look what it's doing to you, dude. Look what it's doing to society. Just wear a fucking rubber, dude. I really don't understand. With all this all this shit, right? Is AIDS not like the scariest thing in the world? I've always thought that's like the scariest thing in the fucking world, man. That you could bang somebody and have possibly one of the worst diseases known to man. Right? That alone. And if STDs don't scare you, what about babies? Right? What about babies? Um, yeah, just don't just don't be banging raw out there, people. If you're if you're single and if you're hooking up with random people, dude. You know, it goes back to what, what I was talking with that girl. Like you gotta use your judgment. All right. You gotta use your better judgment. And value yourself a little more. There's nothing wrong with valuing yourself and standing up and saying no, you know, and just even just saying no in your head of, of like, 
oh no, I shouldn't do that, right? I shouldn't fucking do that. I should just wear a fucking rubber, right? Just do that, you know? What, yeah. Back in the days, the syphilis shit was so bad, people would lose fucking limbs. It's a flesh-eating disease at a certain point. Destroys your brain, completely destroys you from the inside. You know, just horrible, horrible, horrible. Let's be safer, right? People don't want to wear masks. People don't want to wear condoms. How can we fucking expect people to wear masks? (laughs) They don't want to wear masks. They don't want to wear condoms. They don't give a shit. They don't have respect for other people, other people's immune systems, right? All right, let's get out of that. Um, We have some cooler news. Disney is planning to make a real lightsaber. However, that's going to fucking work, right? Let's go to insider.com. Let's businessinsider.com. Let's get out of this whole fucking sexual shit. This STD bullshit. Disney may have plans for a real retractable lightsaber. This animation shows you how it could work. Let me see it. All right, so... Looks like they're showing some little uh, little lightsaber, what it looks like from the inside. Looks like a, oh, looks like a measuring tape, basically. But what's it going to do? It won't melt through uh, metal blast doors or cut off your hand, but it does feature an illuminated blade that will extend and retract at the push of a button. So it's like having two tape measures, literally. And it just fucking retracts them up, right? And then it retracts back. And I guess it'll have little beams of light. All right. Well, that's not as uh, – just seems like they're making a better plastic lightsaber is what they're saying. Yeah, I guess if you think about it, those ones that are super expensive, they already have the blade out completely, right? Like I'm looking at these, they already have the fucking whole thing and it and it glows. Like I had a buddy whose dad was super into um, Star Wars and he had a bunch of Star Wars memorabilia at their house. And when you go over there, you know, he had the lightsabers and different like <laughs> and different like shelves and stuff. And they were like the, the new like good ones at the time, the state of the art ones where it's like you move them, they make a fucking sound and all that shit. So they're probably just making one of those that, can retract. Um, let's see. In more entertainment news, did you guys know that Macaulay Culkin and Brenda Song are, are fucking are fucking? <laughs> they just had a baby. Can you believe that? The girl from Sweet Life of Zach and Cody and Macaulay Culkin from fucking Home Alone, they just had a baby. I woke my girl up. Was it the other yesterday or something like that? I had walked the dogs, came back to bed, and I was she was still sleeping. I was like, like scrolling through the phone, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And the the second I heard her kind of rustling around around, I was like, "Yo, babe, did you know fucking the girl from Sweet Life of Zach and Cody and the kid from Home Alone have a baby?" <laughs> that was the first thing she woke up to that day, yesterday. Um, yeah, crazy dude. That's like. Who would have thought that fucking couple? Their first child, Dakota, who's named after his sister, who passed away, I believe. And hey, good for them. You know? Good for them. I hope they have a happy relationship. I know he's had a lot of 
you know, kind of mental health issues and, um, it's not easy. It seems like to, to grow up as a child star. Um, so congratulations, right? They're creating life. Um, and creating a family. So good for them. Um, but let's, we're going to have to actually go over into like a little bit of a more sad news. Um, because I've been seeing that a lot of people have been getting, you know, leaving us this, uh, this week. Um, some in the skateboard community and the arts community, you know, with DMX passing, right. Um, there's also news that Edwin Aguilar, and he is a Simpsons um, animator as well as other cartoons, has passed away at 46. So we want to say rest in peace to the to Edwin Aguilar and the Simpson family over there. Condolences and his family, right? Condolences and um, our respects to DMX. Um, and in the skateboard community, you know, these two skateboarding legends literally from within a day apart. Um, Jonas Ray, Jeremy Ray's brother. He's a professional skateboarder. Uh, he was found dead in his home. Um, just sleeping. He his brother said he was sleeping in a comfortable position and he looked relaxed. He was, but he just had died, you know, he died in his sleep. Um, so very unfortunate. Um, so rest in peace to Jonas Ray and, and rest in peace to Joe Hamicky, who was a, a skateboarder, photographer, filmer, and editor and writer for um, Thrasher Magazine, I believe. And these all these guys, they're 46, 48, you know, very unfortunate. Um, so, yeah, just want to say rest in peace to those, you know, that, that – uh, are no longer with us right now. And uh, let's pay our respects and our homages to them and, and their work. Um, and, and our condolences and hopefully a strength to the families, you know, because hopefully they are in a better place and the families are the ones that are really, really um, in pain right now, you know, um, and so, you know, it just kind of brings the topic of doing what you love. If you really do what you love and, and you know, become respected by your peers and, and just be a good person, you know, you'll get your respects and, and people will, you know, look back on you fondly and leave and see the legacy that you've left behind, right? I think that's important. Um because people now, it's all about the instant gratifications, the instant communications, the instant celebrities, the instant millionaires overnight. Right? It's all about the instant. And it's, there's not enough of longevity. And I'm, I'm speaking of longevity past your life. Right? You want to leave something good behind. You know, you want to leave love behind, teachings of love. Um, and that's, you know, that's what I hope to do. And when I see things like this, you know, it, of course, very sad news and, you know, hits hits home in a certain way, 
because um, it's inevitable for all of us. And, um, you know, it's just more fuel to the fire to do what you do, do what you love to do and, and keep on going right until it happens. But, but live every day, like it really could be your last. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, it's okay to have, it's okay to have those, those angry days those stressful days, but don't let those days consume you and consume your whole existence you know, you should have good days. You know, you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days, but live, right? Live and be present in every moment. Um, at least try to be. At least try to be. All right. Well, with that, I'm sending you guys off with the risk report. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you guys soon. Peace. Dreams don't diminish, I don't play, I don't scrimmage Cause I've been